Welcome to this clinical law briefing. My name is Robert Wheeler. I work in Southampton as a children's surgeon and clinical lawyer. I run the Department of Clinical Law and hope this podcast concerning a legal aspect of clinical life will interest you. This briefing discusses body modification. All those in clinical professions seek consent for what would otherwise be an unlawful touch. As citizens contemplate body modification, are there interventions which cannot be made lawful by consent? 400 years ago, one man persuaded another to slice off his left hand. He was trying to get more sympathy when he was begging. 200 years after that, there was this dentist who extracted the front teeth of a musketeer, preventing him from biting open the paper cartridge that contained the gunpowder and ball, rendering him, of course, incapable of loading his rifle, and therefore he was unfit for combat duty. In neither case did consent save the so-called clinician from conviction and serious punishment. Both of these injuries equated to serious injury from which flows the risk of unanticipated further disease and possibly death. This imposes a substantial cost on society as a whole. For this reason, Parliament regulates, albeit loosely, piercing and tattooing in adults, whilst proscribing tattooing in children. More recently, the courts have held that causing serious injury outside medical practice is unlawful, irrespective of consent, finding that the infliction of facial scars on a child's cheek, for instance, is a crime. This illustrates that if the law condemns an act, consent does not provide an answer to the criminal charge. To what extent do the courts consider body modification lawful? Well, in a criminal appeal case, this man, he was a registered tattooist and piercer, he included body modification in his public offering. He found himself charged with three charges of wounding different people with intent to inflict grievous bodily harm. Since in one he removed an ear, in another he removed a nipple, and in a third customer he split the tongue into a sort of forked reptilian style. It was accepted that in each case consent had been provided. The question for the court was whether the consent made these excisions or incisions lawful. The Crown Court judge, who first heard the case, held that consent provided no defence to these serious injuries. The left ear was removed from a man called Mr Lott without anaesthetic. Both defence and prosecution accepted that this posed the risk of both hearing loss and injury to the facial nerve. The upshot included difficulty in wearing spectacles or hearing aids. The nipple areolar complex was excised, leaving a linear scar, resulting in asymmetry. The tongue splitting was performed using a scalpel without anaesthetic. Aside from the foreseeable risks to airway and circulation during the procedure, speech and feeding would certainly be affected. The court noted that if any of these customers had performed the procedure upon themselves, in the unlikely event they could, of course, no crime would have been committed. Nonetheless, the judges could find no reason why body modification should be equated to surgery. For the non-surgeon, consent provides no defence to the person who inflicts violence, causing actual bodily harm or a more serious injury. The body modifier's conviction was upheld. Many surgical acts would be crimes if done by anyone else other than a surgeon. Since this case provides further evidence that consent is not sufficient to make serious injury lawful, 
It also confirms that proper medical treatment, with consent as a prerequisite, is in a category of its own. One reason, of many, for this distinction is that a doctor will be equipped to consider whether her patient has capacity for the treatment he seeks. Procedures performed by surgeon for body dysmorphic disorder may not have been tested in court, but it can be seen that a serious injury such as limb amputation would need to be balanced by its prevention of an equally serious harm to justify inclusion in the category where, with consent, the procedure is deemed reasonable medical treatment. Where the patient with capacity in desperation wishes to be rid of a leg that is distressing him, it may not be for the criminal law to go behind the patient's autonomous judgment of how best to make him healthy. This remains an area of practice fraught with anxiety for clinicians facing unusual requests for modification. How, for instance, to deal with a Paralympian seeking surgical modification further to optimise his competitive potential. A criminal case identifying serious injury as something against which consent is no defence provides guidance as to circumstances where a clinician should seek early advice. I hope this was useful, but if you would prefer to read rather than to listen to me, by all means look at the Clinical Law website on the UHS webpage or type Clinical Law into a search engine.